Uh, well, welcome again to church. Uh, over the last few weeks, we've highlighted key ideas from the Reformation. And uh, Nick is away this weekend. He's at a, a family celebration. Uh, but nonetheless, the key idea is Christ alone. And the key character from history is Thomas Cranmer. If William Tyndale gave, us, gave England the gift of a national language then Thomas Cranmer gave England the gift of a national faith. Cranmer was born in Nottinghamshire. He studied at Cambridge, uh, where he read Luther's works and met King Henry VIII. He was sent to Germany by Henry, where he connected to reformers, where he got married and later returned to serve as Archbishop of Canterbury. Henry VIII was succeeded by his son Edward VI, And lots changed during Edward's reign, but sadly the boy king, well, he died young. Edward and those in power orchestrated for Lady Jane Grey to take power as queen. And she ruled for only nine days. When Henry's eldest daughter seized her and had her executed. Off with her head. Oh dear. Uh, I'm afraid to ask who you are. You must be um, Mary, Queen Mary Tudor. I am. We won't mention the other name for her. My mother yeah. was a staunch Roman Catholic, just like I am. Uh, now, which one was your mum? My mother was Catherine of Aragon. After 18 years, King Henry wanted to replace my mother with Anne Boleyn. Only the Pope can another marriage. In the Roman Church and the medieval world, if you want to go to God, you need to go through the Roman Church with the Pope at the top. He has the final authority. The King lobbied fiercely without success. Uh, okay, so King Henry lobbied fiercely without success. What, what was his next move? Well, Henry banished my mother and married Anne Boleyn secretly. And then he stacked his government positions with people in favour of the Reformation. And who should be appointed as Archbishop of Canterbury? The former chaplain to the Boleyn family, Thomas Cranmer. Quite a jump, don't you think? That is Talk a jump. about an unprincipled opportunist. Well, it is a big jump, to be honest. But Cranmer and other ministers did come up with a model that put Jesus at the top and placed the monarch as the head of uh, the church within his or her nation. And the reformers like Cranmer, they're reading their Bibles and they see that under the new covenant, not the old covenant, the new covenant, every person has direct access to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. A very radical and different system for understanding who God is and how we relate to him. The mediator between us and God is not a priest, it's not a pope, it doesn't happen through confession or purgatory or Mary or the saints, it is Christ alone, Christ alone, and that is our key idea today that changed the world. Well, it's disaster. Cronwell, the chief minister, and Cranmer, oversaw the disillusionment of the monasteries all over the country. Church property was transferred to the crown. Roman monks and friars were out of a job. There were attacks on priests and shrines. 
Well, okay, the English Reformation was not easy at all. Um, and Henry's life wasn't easy either. Like, think about it. Wife, number one, annulled. No, number two, beheaded. And number three, died. Number four, annulled. Number five, beheaded. And number six, survived. Uh, that's a lot of stepmothers. Quite. <laughs> uh, Henry died and his nine-year-old son Edward became king and Edward only ruled for five years, uh, five and a half years, but during that time Cranmer got a lot of things done. He required the churches to use a new English uh, book of common prayer, uh, the basis of which you have before you this morning. And he introduced Bibles into church. And church, for the first time, wasn't done in Latin. It was done in English for the very first time. In 1553, Edward developed tuberculosis and died. I put Elizabeth in the tower. And I became queen. I was determined to bring the English church back to Rome. And so what did you do with Cranmer? Well, he described the Catholic Mass as a crude and monstrous fiction. Yeah, he did. A, a crude and monstrous fiction. A little bit harsh, but at the Lord's Supper, he didn't hold the view that you have, that the bread and the wine miraculously turn into the physical body and blood of Jesus, like it's his bones and skin and, and the like. You know, the, the 39 articles in our prayer books, Article 28 says that this idea, what they call transubstantiation, cannot be proven and is actually repugnant to the scriptures. And lots of people would change their mind about what happened at the Lord's Supper and how we have access to God. Well, I had him arrested, along with bishops Nicholas Ridley and Hugh Latimer. Okay, so you ruled for five years. History says that in response to them, you had some 300 Reformation Christians burned alive at the stake for their faith and their teaching, women and children included. Well, uh, John Fox called you, sorry, I've got to use the word B, the B word, right? But he called you Bloody Mary and the name has stuck. Well, it was my determination to reunite the Church of England with the Church of Rome and to stamp out this Reformation movement. All right, and the verdict against Latimer and Ridley came back guilty mm. and they were executed in the middle of Broad Street. You can still go there today. Yes, well, they used green wood, which means they were slowly roasted inch by inch. And I made Cranma watch from the tower. We then sent him to the Dean's house at Oxford. He repudiated his reformed beliefs. He acknowledged the Pope's supremacy. He took mass. Uh, under duress, he recanted the English Bible and you had him completely repudiate all of his entire life's work. Uh, under Now, here's a question. Under canonical law, any Protestant who returned to the Roman Catholicism was to be pardoned. Did, did you pardon him, Your Majesty? Uh, no, he was a special case. I did not show him any mercy. We put him on trial at the University Church in Oxford's Main Street. He was to stand on a platform and announce to all why he had renounced. Yeah, but it was a stitch-up, wasn't it? I mean, he publicly, as he stood on that pl platform, he, 
he publicly re-reverted back and he said what he'd written is contrary to the truth in his heart and he only wrote it for fear of death. So it backfired on you, didn't it? Well, in a fury, they dragged him to Broad Street, Oxford and burned him at the stake. We printed and distributed his recantations anyway. Yeah, but that, today that would be called fake news. All right, fake news. Uh, but the truth did get around, uh, got around England about Cranmar's final speech. Uh, Cranmar, he was complicated and he was flawed. And maybe because of those flaws, he could see clearly that Jesus is the only way to God. Uh, through the flawed man Cranmar, we can see through to the perfect saviour, Jesus Christ. And, uh, of course, three years later, Mary died. I died? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not sure how. Uh, it might have been cancer or it might have been during an influenza outbreak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Mary began her glorious reign. 